0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing, Eastside Jiu-Jitsu. And that's badass wood art. Miles, we finally freaking did it. It's week four, but the Vikings somehow gritted out a way to a 21-13 victory over the the lowly Carolina Panthers. Um, (laughs) And and there's a lot to get to, I think. I mean, you'll take the win. You'll feel comfortable about that. I know Kevin O'Connell had a huge you know, post game speech to the team, like, you know, they can come back still from this, you know, one and three deficit and, and maybe they can, maybe they can, but what we saw yesterday isn't going to cut it.
1: No, the not
0: at all. It's not going to cut it, but let's, uh, w- what are your initial thoughts from the game? And then we can, we can kind of navigate the rest of the show from there. Also. Well,
1: good, morning. You, you, good
0: morning. You talked about um, just like coming out of the one and
1: three hole, but I also think, the big part of that is, like, they're very lucky that they played the Carolina Panthers this week. Absolutely. Um, and I don't I don't like to use the word luck too often because, I like, we talk about the unlucky stuff that's happened for them, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the, they just – they were just better than a really bad football team on Sunday because it just feels like all they're doing the last two years even is just playing to the level of the competition. They just happened to be a, a little bit better than the competition yesterday. So they were able yeah. to, like – Overcome some of the like without a DJ Wanam like the Harrison Smith strip sack and DJ Wanam running that back, who knows where this game is right? Like that's the I think that's the frustrating part. It's like yes they won so I don't want to like be like oh it's all doom and gloom blah blah blah. But like just the way the game went yesterday, you would have hoped at zero and three the sense of urgency would have just been there a little bit more than what we saw. Yeah, and like the the lack of mistakes just like continued, and you were hoping. Again, sense of urgency against a bad team. Maybe we could come back and we can just like put it all together for this game because this team is not a good football team and they're not, as we saw yesterday. Um, but the Vikings decided we're not, we're going to make a little harder on ourselves. We're going to, you know, it, like it can't ever just be easy with this team. <laughs> like- Did you
0: see uh, that fourth and one? where the Panthers were driving at the end, the Vikings only had 10 guys on
1: the field. I did. I saw, oh, was it Luke? Luke (laughs) Braun put some out on Twitter. I think it's just like, man, like, and again, the game come down to the very end and like needing to make a play or like not make, like they're fortunate. Like Bryce Young was playing yesterday. Cause if, like maybe even if Andy Dalton's playing because he knows how to make quicker decisions, make more like decisive decisions. I think Bryce Young's still figuring it out. Um, But you saw some of the glimpses of, from him yesterday of like, why he was the first overall pick. I mean, you saw the movement in the pocket. I think he's got a, a really good accurate arm. I um like and there's just growing pains that are going to come. And I think the Vikings caught him at a right time. Like maybe if you catch him in week week 10, 11, it's a different game. But you catch him in week four where he's coming off an injury. Like I think they're fortunate for that. Um but yeah like overall I think the defense played well.
0: I mean yeah, kind let's of. talk about the defense more because I mean in reality they really only let up six six points
1: seven? yeah because they didn't score an offensive touchdown right yeah
0: am i yep. right on that yeah, yeah yeah they didn't score an offensive touchdown so really i mean the defense kind of played well and they i think they kind of found their groove. obviously led by harrison smith who had 14 yeah. tackles three sacks, in a forced fumble yeah. um it is it is surprising to see him still play to this level how many years later i mean His draft class was 2012, so he's been doing this for well over 10 years here. But, yeah, I think the defense played well, but I I think the the same issue that we're talking about week in and week out is these players are flashing, but nothing is consistent. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the last, like, the fourth quarter was the most consistent we've seen that defense play um, in its entirety. Like, they, they just seem to own the Panthers. but. I don't know how much the we Panthers were still able to drive, drive right? Right. Her. And they're
1: still able to get down the field. And like, yes. So you not giving up points is the huge part there. Like, and so like, I'm not ever like, I think within the twenties, if you can keep teams within the twenties, like it's, it's usually a pretty successful day. Like you yep. not give up any big plays. And I think the Vikings did that yesterday, um, but they still let them drive down the field a little bit. Um, they, they finally got like, did better against the run. Like overall, like there are some glimpses, that, especially early in the game. I was like, uh Oh, the Panthers really going to kind of bully our defense a little bit on the on the ground, and the Vikings kind of stiffened that up, which was good. Um, yeah, I'd still like to see like I think Byron Murphy. I I want I want to see grades come out. Um, and I know he's coming off an injury and, and a little banged up, but like letting Adam Thielen go for what was it? I, I'd have to go look the exact. I got
0: it for you. I got it for yeah, you here. Pull he he went. Quick. He he had seven receptions for seventy six yards, and he also sat out for the majority yeah. of like, he had like an quarter. ankle.
1: looks like he had an angle ankle injury but like literally at that was like what yesterday reminded me of the adam Thielen of like the minnesota vikings the last few years of like
0: yeah if he would have played like that we would have kept him around
1: right right well i don't know about that like i think i think the fact that they just don't have anybody else to get open um but like another part of that too is just like no offense to adam Thielen, but byron murphy shouldn't like this defense shouldn't be getting and i know it was only seven for 76 but like he still moved the chains. He still made some plays to like keep their drives alive. Some of those plays just shouldn't be happening, and I think um, like we just need to figure out like how, how to stiffen that up a little bit and how to like be more correct uh, yeah. because you're going to play way better competition moving forward. And um, like it was nice. It was uh, actually didn't feel as weird to me to see Adam Thielen in in with the Panthers, and I'm sure some people. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just felt like Byron Murphy was kind of like. I, I feel like the last couple of weeks has just been a little bit of a struggle for him. And I, I yeah. like to see that like kind of get corrected. That's, that's more, more of what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. And it might be, it might be what you, what you said earlier, just that injury, trying to feel comfortable playing with that hip injury that he has and, and got. Yeah, in the...
1: And hips for DBs is huge, obviously like, yeah, know, that's, that's where the movement comes from. That's where explosion and power comes from.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts on kind of a Caleb Evans performance yesterday? Obviously the, the crucial, Pi early in the game, which to me was a little suspect, but it was ticky tack. Yeah, um, but yeah, a Caleb Evans. Any thoughts on him or anybody else on the defensive side of the ball before we we transition to offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a Caleb Evans just continuing to get more and more comfortable, um, which is good. Like that's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, again, the competition wasn't anything where like, but it's still it's still good, valuable reps for him, and I think that's con- and, it, and it's confidence, and I think it's just. Being understanding the defense and and where everybody's supposed to be, um, mm-hmm. I thought he played. I thought he pr- played pretty well. I thought that call was a little ticky tack because um, he's technically be able, supposed to be able to hold his ground. Like yeah, like in that in that play, he the the receiver basically ran into him. But like, you're allowed your ground. Like the defenders are allowed to. Like, I wanted
0: to ask you that because like yeah, so yeah, can receivers just run right into the DB like that.
1: Well, so the like just like just like a receiver, you're allowed to like have your like. De- the only thing defenses have is their space and their, and like their ground you're allowed to hold your ground. The receiver is supposed to run around that or try to avoid that. Um, Now it'd be different. And that's only if the receiver is initiating the contact. Now, if, if the, the cornerback is like literally trying to catch him, that's a different, different, but like, you're allowed to like sit in your like space. Like that's your, that's your space. And like, hold your ground. As long as you're not trying to initiate contact uh, off the past the five yards, obviously. and, um, I think, I thought of Caleb Evans was trying to hold his ground. Now I think he misread what the route was. Yeah. Um, And maybe that's why it was called a little bit, but I still don't think he should have been called for legal contact because he's allowed to hold his ground there. And the receiver's supposed to mo- try to avoid that contact if he's not, if the DB isn't initiating it. So, um, I, th- that's where I wasn't a big fan of that call, but I mean, it kind of, it happens it's a good teachable moment for, I think Evans too. Um, yeah, in general, but, I think he's yeah. played
0: he's played yeah. really really well. I, this I thought he season. Played,
1: yeah, same. And then you hit on Harrison Smith. That dude was everywhere. I think I think we saw vintage Harrison Smith yesterday. Like we saw mm-hmm. like 2019, like 2017, like, like literally the best safety in the league, like Harrison Smith. We saw him um yeah. being being one of the best like in the box safeties um in the last like decade. Like yeah. that's the type of player Harrison Smith has been in his career. But like we saw that yesterday. That's how good he was yesterday. And how they utilize him. Um, and I love that because I think, I think B Flo, Brian Flores went into the, went into the yesterday's game saying it's a rookie quarterback. Let's go get him. And yeah. like, let's, let's make him beat us. Right. And they, and they said, look, we're going to use Harrison Smith to like to bully him essentially. And it worked. <laughs> it's Harrison Smith had, had a game. And so, um, you had the strip sack, um, that turned into the, the touchdown by DJ Iwanam, which was huge. Like, I think that was, that was literally like the, the biggest swing of the game yeah. because at that point, the Vikings offense wasn't moving. Um, they're down six. They needed they needed something to, like, get a catalyst to move. And I'm glad the defense scored because I wasn't – I wouldn't have been confident that the <laughs> offense would have gone out and scored a touchdown. I really wasn't. Like, I wouldn't have been. So, like, they needed that in the worst way. Um, and then to have Harrison be the guy to, like, the catalyst of it, I think is just cherry yeah. on top. Um, let's
0: uh we, we we can't switch to the offense without talking about like, uh Mar- Marcus Davenport though
1: that was gonna be the next guy yeah yeah you got to Who, right because the amount of hate that that man got yeah over the la- not just the last four weeks but especially this last week I think this last yes. week it was really like boiled up
0: yeah like when that clip thought- of him in the locker room came out people are just like they just targeted in on him they're like <laughs> we hate this guy and he showed up man yeah well, you would
1: have thought that that man was stealing money from the Vikings like literally. <laughs> and like, like guys, like I think folks got to realize, like, not like you can't control injuries. Like that guy didn't try to get hurt; he got hurt during what was it, the, the Friday practice before the first game, of yeah? The ankle injury. Like he didn't try to do that. Um, yeah. I don't know the behind the scenes stuff, but like, you kind of got to let guys like come back and deal with that stuff, like that. Like he tried to gut it out it's against a long the long season. It's a long season. Ankle injuries are like. I think I don't think people realize like what ankle injuries are like. That's mobility, that's flexibility for a guy that has to move side to side, laterally. Like you know, a lot of those things would be explosive off the line of scrimmage, defend yeah. against a run, go get the quarterback. Like there's a lot of things that a, uh, an edge rusher is supposed to do and be responsible for. But you're right, he came in and he had that immediate impact that I think we all were hoping to see. Yeah. And it wasn't just like oh, he had a nice play here, a nice play there. It was pretty consistent across the board. Against the run, he got after the quarterback, created pressures. Um, that Panthers left guard, that poor guy. Like that guy is just <laughs> I think it was like 14 pressures they gave up last week. I don't know what it what it was this year, what it was this week, but I saw the spin move Marcus Davenport put on him um one of the plays, and I'm like, that 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 kid, that poor kid, like sit him down. Like, kind of like probably how <laughs> Panthers fans are feeling about him, maybe how Vikings fans feel about Eddie Ingram. But like Marcus Davenport had an impact. Like you saw why the Vikings went out and gave him was it like 13 million dollars, whatever yeah. the, the money was.
0: Because um, when he's healthy.
1: When he's healthy, that guy's an impact. He makes an impact. Yeah. And and he has more he now has more sacks this year than he did last year. And he's only played in like truly one full game. Um but like the pressures he created, he was all over the field. It wasn't like we didn't I would have to go look at the numbers for Daniel, but like Daniil didn't really like I don't think Daniel had the biggest impact like, and maybe, yeah. And maybe he had a tackle for
0: loss and and four tackles. Right.
1: And that's like the attention. And like, so this is what's important about having two good edge rushers or at least two good uh, pass rushers is if all the attention is going to be given to Daniel Hunter Davenport was probably coming in yesterday, getting one-on-one attention because you have Daniel Hunter on the other side and he took advantage of it. And I think that's a super important part. Hunter's not always going to be able to be able to guy to carry you all the time. You have to have another guy to be able to come in and, and adjust there too. And I think Davenport did that what with, with exactly what you're hoping he would do. So I yeah. thought I thought it was impressive for him. Hopefully he's still healthy, like going in uh, coming out of yesterday's game. Hopefully he can like um use this as kind of like a jumping off point uh for the rest of the season.
0: We'll talk about it obviously more on, on Wednesday's show, but uh having him healthy and in seeing the Chiefs go against the Jets last night, they look they look beatable. Um yeah. And so Taylor
1: looks beatable for sure.
0: Having two, you know, edge rushers of of that caliber, um, you know, maybe they can maybe they can make an impact there. Let's switch to the offensive side of the ball here. Um, Man, I this this part of the or this side of the football was concerning to me. And the reason that it's concerning is not so much like I actually thought the run game was great. I thought Madison looked good. I thought Acres looked really good too. I think they should give him some more touches. Heading into next week, I, I think the stat line for for Madison here, let me just pull it up, uh, 17 carries for, for 95 yards, and Akers was five for 40. So, um, And he had a couple of catches too. Yeah, yeah, so I think that was fine. What, what's starting to bother me, though, is we have these other weapons on the field. We have TJ Hawkinson. We have Jordan Addison. We have K.J. Osborne. And are they just not getting... Open because Kirk is literally seems to be only targeting Justin Jefferson, and I get it. Justin Jefferson's the best football (laughs) in the in the entire league, best football player or or best football player in the entire league. And so, I guess my concern just comes with what what's going on with the offense. Like, do you have any inclination of of kind of what's going on? Is it Kirk? Is it Kevin O'Connell's play calling? I feel like we're talking about this week in and week out here.
1: Well that first drive they drove they drove down the field, they got it into the red zone. Um but the red zone has been the Achilles heel of this offense this year. Um besides the three and outs like the 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 red zone, like the turnovers in the red zone. I think mm-hmm. that pick six really um put uh what's the word like um kind of put the fear in Kirk and kind of got him okay. in that like conservative mode where um he was seeing ghosts out there cuz he didn't want to repeat that negative performance because that he knows that that throw was not a good, a good uh, that was a bad decision. Um, yeah. And I think you tweeted out the picture of it. And I think I responded in the tweet. It was basically like, if you make that throw in the red zone, that it has to be now or not. Like you can't, you can't be uh, late or indecisive on that type of play because you run in just a little, a little out route um, um, for speed out for KJ Osborne there. And you either have to throw that ball right away because the, the field's so condensed players have the ability to drive up field more than they would in the, in the open field because they don't have to worry about people behind them. Yeah. And so when you're on the one yard line like that, you can't make you can, those split second decisions literally can be the difference between a turnover going back for six or a touchdown. And the second Kurt decided not to throw that right away, he should have, he should have reloaded and tried to find something else.
0: And, or, or just be smart and, t- and throw it out of the end zone. You're on the road. Sure, like, Sure. Just take your points and let's let's move on. Let's live sure. to see like, another day.
1: So I'm not sure what he saw there or like what the what the situation was, but you could tell the second he threw it, it was like, oh, oh shit, right? Like, yeah. And then um, he got
0: launched on. The well, then he
1: got launched, here. which I'm not like I I'm all for trying to chase down a guy, but if you get to a point where like like just be careful there, right? Like, yeah, they I mean, want but, to
0: put a free hit on you. Yeah,
1: it's a free like and any de- any any defense is going to want to go get the quarterback. Like I think it was the Chargers game I watched after the fact, Justin Herbert threw a pick and he went and you just saw them go try to tee off. Like that's just what defenses want to do because if they get an opportunity, they want to hit the quarterback. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but going back to that play, it's just like that really felt like it set the tone for Kirk's the rest of Kirk's day. Yeah. And I think after that, he said I'm only going to throw to Justin Jefferson or anybody that's wide open. And if it's not open, I'm not throwing it. And you yeah. could see that all game because he was super indecisive. He was late. He was just not making the the like crisp decisions that we're used to seeing Kirk make um in just the offense. A,
0: just a garbage stat line too. I mean 12 was, of was, 19, 139 yeah. yards, two touchdowns, two picks. So
1: I think like I think I heard someone say if that free play to JJ, like if they didn't if that wasn't I, I don't think he Kirk would have thrown that if that wasn't a free play right like i don't (laughs) and like that's just the kind of day he was having yesterday where he didn't want to take chances because he was so focused on that that pick six that he threw and it kind of just put a tailspin on the rest of the game for him Mm -hmm. now again i still believe like they're lucky like they won the game so like they won so like like what kirk needs to do is like internalize that and then just move on but my worry is can he do that? Because we've seen like times throughout his Vikings career, he'll have a stretch like this where he'll kind of get like he'll make a mistake and get really conservative and like yep. kind of like um like go into a shell a little bit and be, be risk adverse. And that kind of Kirk Cousins is not is not the quarterback that like this offense needs because yeah. this offense needs their quarterback to to step up and be the guy and make plays because the run game isn't always going to be there. You know, and you have the best receiver in the game. You have a really good core, um, receiving core, and so like you need, you just need, you just need Kirk to like kind of move past this, and I hope he does. Um, but that kind of snowballed the effect like the rest of the game, because you had no catches by Jordan Addison. He he had he had a big like PI play I think down the field, but yep. which was a bad underthrow by the way. Like I know people. People bitch and complain. I'm getting on a rant here, but people bitch and complain about the underthrown PI. <laughs> but like that literally was that play because Jay uh, Addison was open. Yeah. And, and Kirk just threw a. I don't even. He was know, also
0: like, late on the throw, too.
1: He was late on the throw, but he also threw a pop up, like a pop fly. Like, and I didn't it's understand. It's going to be
0: addressed this offseason there's no way that the nfl allows that to continue because teams are just they're abusing it well, at this point
1: they, oh yeah but like they can't blame the quarterback for under throwing a ball like like there's a there's kind of like a a middle ground like if the quarterback under throws the ball the court the receiver still has, has to have an opportunity to go get it like sure i i'm with you like it's just like how do you fix it
0: just don't make it a spot foul
1: that's fair i think i think that's a fair that's a fair point like um, it, you, you can underthrow yeah.
0: it and it can be pi, but just do like ten yards and a first down or something like that. Fifteen
1: yards, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I got you. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> like, but then then Jordan Addison later in the game like gets JJ blown up on a on a quick screen. That was like, so those, dumb. It was bad. Like it, it wasn't even. He didn't even get a hand on the guy. Like I think those are, the, and that's part of like Jordan Addison being a rookie and not like I think it'll come with reps because it's not just like a I don't think it was like a oh I'm just gonna let this guy go through I yep. don't I just think sometimes in like in college he's probably be so used to like being able to catch a guy in a in those pass in those in those uh quick screen blocking scenarios but in in the NFL like you have to be the aggressor if you're not the mm-hmm. aggressor you're, that's the, that type of stuff's gonna happen if you're not the aggressor at blocking and so um I don't think it's just because of his size and I think people are going to talk about his size there but if he just goes and attacks that guy, he at least gets in the way long enough for JJ to like catch the ball and make a move. But if you're not going to be the aggressor, like you're just going to get, you're going to get attacked like that. So that, that, that would be my teach point for, for Addison there more than like, Oh, well, he's not big. So it should be, no, like just (laughs) go be the aggressor, dude. Like go, go attack the the DB because you know, you have to, Um, otherwise they're they're not going to let you get away with it in the league. So um, there's that. And then I just thought the offense in general, like, the run game, like you said, was pretty good. Um, I liked how they sprinkled in K. Um The interior offensive line continues to kind of be a little bit of a struggle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I and believe Reisner will start next week. Should
1: we? Well, we said that last week. Like, should we get into that real quick? Like, yeah, we got a, so,
0: a couple minutes
1: all week. The Vikings talked about Dalton Reisner, like they're going to make a change. Dalton Reisner apparently was in practice playing both left guard and right guard, and then we go into Sunday, and it's the same offensive line. OK, I thought, OK, maybe they're going to let those guys start. And if there's a little bit of trouble, Reisner will come in, blah, blah, blah. And that didn't happen. Even after some of the struggles, Reisner still didn't play, didn't get a rep. I thought I thought there was going to be a little <laughs> bit more of a like rotation, like Ed Inger might get a couple drives. Then you get Reisner in there for maybe a drive or two just to, like, get his feet wet. Um, nope. Didn't <laughs> so happen. I'm I didn't I and I didn't listen to. Oh, KOC's press conference. I don't know if he's asked the question or not. I would assume I didn't he listen was to it either yet, but, um, it's just one of those things that I'm sure it'll get addressed this week in the media. Like why, uh, just because Ingram continues to struggle, but, um, overall, like I thought the offense can't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like that passing game just can't be what it was yesterday against anybody else. Otherwise you're just not winning football games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it starts and ends with Kirk Cousins at the end of the day. It does. Every, every game we go into, it will start and end with him. And when he becomes conservative, like he did yesterday, that's kind of how that'll dictate, you know, the game, essentially. And we'll, we will be relying on our defense to make plays like they did in order to kind of stay in those things. And so... And we know we can't
1: rely on this defense to make those plays all the time. Like we can't
0: not, not consistently. No, no. Um, Yesterday was more of a surprise than an, Mm -hmm. you know, expectation. So I would say that, you know, as we head into next week and we'll dive more into the chiefs Vikings game this later this week on, on our live show, but Kirk has to come out and, and be that quarterback that we saw just almost like a gunslinger. You know, you got a, you got a plethora of weapons on the field. Um, be smart with your decision-making because at the tail end of that Chargers game and then into you know Sunday's game against the Panthers this week it just almost looked like Kirk was playing in his first few NFL games he just didn't quite look the part and so I don't know if something's going on or if it's just a mentality thing but they have the win under their belt they can kind of Take a deep breath as they head in and, and evaluate film, but the, the win is obviously the most important thing. But there's a lot of things to fix, and if you want to get this season on the right track, it, it starts again this week against yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs. So who come to overall, town? And yeah, thank God that, they're coming to town.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that that's big. But I, I like you can't you can't put up a game like you did yesterday, especially on offense against that team because that team yeah. will they'll drop 40 on your head. Like it's like Instantly. it's nothing, like instant, like uh, yeah, like they they won't even think twice about it, and they're gonna. I think the Chiefs are gonna oh, come in being pissed over off.
0: Under on that already,
1: uh, maybe maybe the initial, but that that KC team is probably gonna come in pissed off after how they played last night against the Jets, and the Jets team has a good defense. Like I know yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers hurt. Zach Wilson actually played pretty decent, probably one of his better games in his, of his career. Um, but like overall, I'm sure they're gonna be pissed off because. They didn't do the things that they like they typically would do against a a middling team like the Jets because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. So I'm sure they're going to come in like ready to to drop 40 on us. And
0: yeah, the the uh, Kansas City right now is as of Monday morning they're favored by five and a half, um, and the over they're... under is 52 and a half right now. So okay, well, we'll I'm uh, sure
1: injury. I'm sure like the initial injury reports on Wednesday will dictate a little bit. Well, might shape. Might shift that a little bit more, too.
0: The biggest guy that we need back, I think, next week is is Bradbury, um, especially with Chris Jones coming to town. I think yeah. we need to bolster that interior offensive line any way we can. So, um, but yeah. Right. Ed Ingram's going to get bullied.
1: Like, <laughs> if he's playing, like... But again, that's why I thought this game would, like, against Derek Brown, it was it was a good opportunity to get Reisner some snaps. Yeah, And they didn't, like, not even... I was all for like a rotation, like not an every play rotation like you do receivers and DBs or like linemen, D linemen, but like you could have rotated Reisner in for some snaps and, and drives in some series Easily. just to get his feet wet, but you didn't, and now you're kind of like hoping he might have to come in cold. I don't I just don't know what the plan is there. And and so I'm I'm not sure what the what what the plan is there, but we'll figure it out as the week goes.
0: Yeah. Uh before we close the show though, I wish I had like a uh... – I used to have like a clapping uh, sound. Maybe I'll just do the the, the like classic. That. You like that. Because the Vikings like that. successfully pulled you off like a tight end screen yesterday. Oh, yeah. they, they had to do had two, two. Th- two tries at it because yeah. uh, yeah. they got the ineligible man downfield, which the NFL was keying <laughs> in on yesterday. Um, but they did finally get a tight end screen to work, and it looked good. It looked good. So we'll see if they continue to do that um as i know that's a good kind of like attack against Mm -hmm. some pressure so but yes the vikings one in three next week take on the kansas city chiefs um anything else from you this morning miles uh we are we at lake monster this week tbd i would I, i would be planning for it um yes so if you're if you're watching um Look! Look on our socials for an announcement. I, I believe we'll be at Lake Monster Live this week at seven o'clock. So come out have on some. Wednesday beers. on Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday sure night.
1: Know. Like if that's the we'll we'll let you know for sure. But like the plan, yeah. uh, the initial plan is Wednesday at seven seven p.m. at Lake Monster. I owe people drinks, so if you want to come through, I <laughs> uh, I got your first round. The first first Ooh. first five people, I got your first round.
0: Damn! All right, that's live Wednesday night at Lake Monster. Um, pending an announcement so just stay tuned for that uh, if you're still here watching thank you so much uh, throw some comments in the in uh, below here and, and let us know what you're thinking from Sunday's game over the Panthers uh, we love hearing from you and don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button uh, until next time everybody let's go Viking